God is great, and he's better than that. Welcome to the PG Godcast, where we're changing your world with the word. Broadcasting, life coaching, digital discipleship, and more. You can find us on all major social media and podcasting platforms, and we're adding them all the time. You can also check us out at the simpleshepherd.com website for all the latest. Best of all, this doesn't cost you a dime, just a little of your time. So please like, follow, share, and subscribe, and help us grow the PG Godcast Nation through the fulfillment of the Great Commission. Let's get started. The topic is, my worrying is winning. That's something we all have in common for sure. But what do you do if this is you, a family member or a friend? Well, God has your answer, and we're going to apply the three S's to success. The situation, the source, and the solution. How to deal with the worrying without the worrying deal with you. Dealing with you. Our life application scripture is Matthew 6, 25-34. Matthew 6, 25-34, and that's the ESV. But before we go further, we got to invite God into the conversation and lead it. And that means to pray. Remember, if you don't P-R-A-Y, you will be P-R-E-Y every time because you can't walk with him until you talk with him first. So don't jeopardize your safety or your job. If you're driving, press pause, pull over when it's safe to do so. Then when you're ready to pray, press play and take a deep breath. Let's take a deep breath together. One, two, three. Man, that feels good, doesn't it? Let's pray together. Dear Lord, I thank you for this time and the one who is listening. May this be a blessing unto them and they unto you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The topic is my worrying is winning. Now I'm going to share something with you that I've tried to apply to my life. And I promise it's not going to hurt. It will help and maybe even heal it for you. God will help you overcome and deal with the worrying instead of them over worries overwhelming you and dealing with you and stealing your joy and stealing your happiness anything in your life i call it the s's to success now if you take the word success write it down you'll find three s's right well i'm gonna tell you that there's four but i'll get to that in a minute all right the s's in the word success stand for the situation the source and the solution the situation own it embrace it and face it head on all of it the good the bad and the ugly then you got the source something is causing it what or who is it and then you have the solution what is the answer what can i do to change things well god's word tells us in matthew 6 25 through 34 therefore i tell you do not be anxious about your life what you will eat or what you will drink nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? And why are you anxious about your clothing? Consider the lilies of the field how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he no much more clothe you? Oh, you of little faith. Therefore, do not be anxious saying, what shall we eat? 
What shall we drink or what shall we wear for the Gentiles seek after these things? And your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its trouble, its own trouble. Let's go. What's the situation? Remember, you got to own it. What's causing the worry? Or what's the issue? Embracing it and face it head on, all of it, the good, the bad, and the ugly. All right. In that passage, it talks about anxious about your life. We have far too much anxiety. Listen, if that's you, that's okay. Take a deep breath. Don't overthink it. Don't overthink the situation and the circumstance. So it says anxious about your life. And then it says, are you not more of value than they when he's speaking about the birds of the air? I'm going to tell you, you're more valuable than you can ever imagine. If you don't know what I'm talking about, look at a bird. Every feather is in perfect placement. They know when to take off, when to land. They sing. We don't know. I don't know exactly what they're saying. And if you got a bird flies in your yard and they tell you exactly what they're saying, we got a deeper problem than this. But you're more valuable than that. If he takes care of them, and I'll tell you this, if a bird could talk, he would tell you he knows who Jesus is. And you have to walk with him. So don't be anxious about your life. And you got to understand your value. And remember, God doesn't love you because you're valuable. You're valuable because God loves you. Then it says, consider the, consider the lilies of the field, right? You look at the birds, and I look at a beautiful flower. I don't know enough, uh, much about lilies. Maybe you do. But, man, look how they, how they bloom and how they grow. And they make the most of the situation that they have. Then the Lord says, oh, you of little faith. He's not saying it mean and hateful. He's saying, don't you understand? Can't you see? Well, sometimes the worrying can wear us out. Look, you can be a believer or non-believer. If you're non-believer, worry is wearing you out. But I know a lot of believers that are walking in misery instead of victory because they're letting worry wear them out. Just don't do that. And then the last part of this, the situation is sufficient for the day is its own trouble. This too shall pass, but you got to believe it. Listen, man, you're going through a storm. You're worried about a situation. It's not going to change the fact of the lightning. It's not going to change the fact of the wind. But you can't let those things change you because there are far more wonderful days. There are far more wonderful things than there are the negative. Far more positive things in your life than there are negative. So you've got to understand that and meet that head on. And, man, if you're worrying about what happens tomorrow and you're not facing the day, it's kind of like taking two steps at once. If you don't take, if you don't slow down and make one step at a time, you fall. Nothing works and you get hurt. That's how you got to kind of embrace the situation. Then let's move to the source. Something is causing my worry. What or who is it? Now, this is really hard because you got to dig deep and sometimes it hurts, but it's like healing a wound. You got to clean it up. You got to get it straight. Well, who is often a symptom and the disease most time? I will tell you. You pray for your children, you pray for your family, you pray for each other, but you're going to have to leave it at the foot of the cross. All ground is level at the foot of the cross. The who is often the symptom, not the disease, so you got to really think it through. 
And really, worrying is up to you. Then, so, and it says, oh, I'm sorry, it says the source. What will you eat or what will you drink? Nor about your body, what you will put on. Listen, in this year or in this time that we're in now, a lot of people are in body shaming. That thing's on the internet all the time. It's crazy. Listen, whether you're male or female, as God designed you to be and born you to be, you are beautiful in his sight. The scripture talks about beauty fleeting, and don't be focusing on how you look on the outside. Be, be proud of who you are on the inside and getting that change. Now, listen, if you're not a believer, you don't know who the real you is and how beautiful you really are. So you don't need to worry about those things. And then it goes in and says, and which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? Let me ask you a question. If you're out there and you can put more money in your bank account and more money in your wallet by worrying, how about throw that little clue to me because I can't do it. It doesn't do anything but make things worse. Worrying is one of those things that will flat wear you out. It destroys your witness. It robs your day and it will wear you out, but it's up to you to give it to God. And then it says, and why are you anxious about clothes? Why are you anxious about the little things? Keep the main thing, the main thing. So those are the things you need to do. Don't focus on the body. That doesn't matter. It's what's in your heart. And then understand your value and realize worrying is wearing you out and holding you back. And love you enough to tell you the truth. Stop it. Then let's go to the solution. What is the answer? What can I do to change things? What's in your control to change? That's your focus. What's out of your control to change about this? That's not your focus. What's in your control to change is stop worrying. And like I said, if you're a believer, you got to give it to God and you can't hold strings attached. Worrying's not going to help you. It's going to wear you out. Listen, you got to stop letting the evil things of this world and the battlefield in your mind in between your ears. And remember, Satan wants to get in between your ears. That's where he fights. And if he can shut you down there, he'll get to your heart. And if he shuts you in your mind or your heart, your witness is wore out because you're convinced that everything's so bad in your life, nothing's going to be good. Well, let me tell you something. It was a beautiful sunrise this morning. Even you didn't see it. There's going to be a beautiful sunset today, whether you saw it or not. He's offered you the day. Make the most of it and what you do. And I know that's hard. I know from experience that's very hard. But worrying about what the stock market's going to do, worrying about what your health is going to be tomorrow, worrying about whether your children are going to make the right decisions is not right. Concern and worry are two different things. Concern is discernment. God wants you concerned. He doesn't want you worrying. And what the Lord's talking about, listen, you're worrying and you're being anxious so much that you're having anxiety attacks, you're having panic attacks, and that's not who you've been created to be. So he's telling them, hold on, hold on. And look what he says here. He says, and what's the solution? He says, therefore, now listen, anytime you see therefore in scripture, when he says, therefore, I tell you, that means it's there for you to do. Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life. Now, hold right there. The do not. Do not worry. Then it goes, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor you, about your body, what you will put on. We've talked about that. Is not life 
more than food and the body more than clothing? What's your answer to that? Think it through. Think it through. He's there with you. Then he says, look at the birds of the air. Listen, man, you're worried. Look at the birds of the air. Look at the splendor of God's creation. He took care of them. He takes care of them. Storm, sunrise, sunset. He'll take care of you. Then notice this. Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor weep nor gather into barns. And yet your heavenly father feeds them. Maybe your cabinet's a bear. Maybe you're having to think the difference between a meal and medicine. Maybe things just aren't gelling in your family relationships. Don't let the things of the world change you. And he says they neither sow nor reap. They gather into barns. And yet your heavenly father feeds them. And then this is awesome. says, are you not of more value than they? And then in which of you being anxious can add a single hour to his span of life? You can lose it if you don't choose it. And why are you anxious about clothing? Then he says in this part, uh, the the, uh, solution, consider the lilies of the field, just like I was telling you about the birds, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. You hear about all kinds of different people that they're the, the most richest man in the world, richest people on the face of the earth, the billions and billions and billions of dollars that keep it going on. Trillions and trillions and trillions going on. Let me tell you, the scripture says Solomon, that's talking about David's son, King Solomon. There was never, nor will there ever be, anyone that has the amount of wealth that Solomon had. And yet Solomon, all he asked for was wisdom. He could have had anything he wanted. And God don't work like a genie. You don't put him in a bottle and rub it and say, okay, three wishes. That isn't how it works. But Solomon... When he was younger, he chose wisdom. God said, you chose wisely. And because he had wisdom, God's wisdom, God blessed him immensely. And he was able to put those things aside. Listen, you ever get a chance to study about Solomon? Man, you need to. Listen, if you think your past is holding you back, you need to look at his. But he's at a point in his life and he says, and, and Jesus tells him, look, what if God, if I took care of what Solomon and, and all those things, that pales in comparison you're much more says the most beautiful things of God's creation. That's you. Remember when the Lord made you, he said it was very good, but if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven. Will he not more, much more clothe you? Oh, you of little faith. Therefore do not be anxious saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? Hold on. It says, for the Gentiles seek after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. At that time, Jesus is actually speaking to Jews, the Jewish people. A Gentile was of not Jewish. And that was saying, look, the people of the world that doesn't walk in the way, that doesn't know who I am and that I am the I am, they miss it. Man, let me tell you something. There's nothing sadder than a born-again believer living in misery instead of victory. If that's you, give up that worrying now. Get it off and stop it. And then it says, but seek first, not second, not third, not fourth, not fifth, 
Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. If you don't know Jesus Christ, man, you're lost. You don't understand who you were created to be, the purpose, the gifts, the time, the talents, all the things God has for you. And all he wants you to do is be faithful. But it says seek first. You're not going to get rid of this worrying. It's going to continue to wear you out until he's at the top of the list, not at the bottom of the list. took me a long time to get there. He has to be at the top of the list. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. What's righteousness? Right standing with God. If you're standing under a light, right under the light, that is the righteousness of God. You're in the zone with him. Doesn't mean you're perfect, but you're worshiping and realizing your perfect savior. So you seek first the kingdom of God. Got to be first on the list. Got to be the center. If you don't give him a, give it all, you ain't giving none at all. That's how he sees it. And his righteousness. Then when I do that, and all these things will be added to you. So he's saying, look, I will provide what you need. No, notice we're to get into that at a different time, but there's a difference between your needs and the wants. And that's kind of the source thing you got to work through. And a lot of times it's truth. Are you afraid of saying, talking to somebody and having an actual conversation? You're afraid you got to ask the Lord to help you with that. Then it says, do not, therefore do not be anxious about tomorrow for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Listen, don't worry about the past. Don't worry about tomorrow. Just live in the present. That's why it's a gift today and no he'll take care of you just like he took care of them and then this last sentence is sufficient for the day is its own trouble leave that tomorrow don't procrastinate just leave the worries at the foot of the cross don't pick them up again and balance them between worry and concern transfer that worry where it's wearing you out and eating on you and put it into concern because it really is a concern category I don't think you should ever get to the point where you're not concerned about when things are going wrong, but discern where God is right in your life. Cause he's there. He is there. That's an awesome thing. Well, now remember, I told you that there are four S's in success. Well, the fourth one's the most important, the savior. You can read good books, have good looks and do good works, but you'll never find true success. And the answers that you're seeking without a close personal, healthy relationship with Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord. I know I tried living on my own and worry was wearing me out and it never worked and it never will. So it's time for a change and there's no better time than right now. Here's a question. Are you ready? Are you ready to see God do something in your life that only he can do? Man, it's time for a change. Come on and pray with me right now. Jesus has something to say to you tell you let him do it it doesn't matter what's in your past that's gone it's time to live the present so if you would like to pray and ask jesus into your heart or you are wanting to reconnect refresh return and recommit your life to jesus let him change you from the inside out let go let god let's pray dear jesus this is all about you I invite the one who doesn't know you to say this prayer. Dear Lord, I admit I'm a sinner. 
ask you to forgive me of my sin. Lord, I want to turn things away. I want to turn away from myself and turn to you. I need a change life. Please change me, Lord Jesus, from the inside out and save me from myself. I thank and love you, Lord. Thank you for loving me in Jesus' name. Amen. If you said that prayer and you meant it with all your heart, that's meant not to put on a shelf or keep to yourself. Let someone know your decision. Reach out to us. We'll help you get connected as best we can. Now, you're recommitting and refreshing. I want to invite you in this prayer right now. Dear Jesus, Lord, I want to recommit my life. I need to get back on track. Oh, please take this worrying away. But Lord, I want to be a warrior for you. And it's I need to just know. So I want to recommit my life to you, my family, my home, my heart to you right now. In Jesus' name, take me, Lord. Mold me and shape me. May I be usable in your sight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, life is awesome with Jesus, ain't it? So, Bo. Well, remember to check out the simpleshepherd.com website. That's the simpleshepherd.com. Uh, all one word. And if you have a topic or question, please email me at pg at the simple shepherd.com and we may be able to cover it in the future. And please be sure to reference E12, that's episode 12, when you do. Broadcasting, live coaching, digital discipleship, and more. You can find us on all major social media and podcasting platforms, and we're ready for more. So before you go, please remember to like, follow, share, and subscribe and help us grow the PG Godcast Nation through the fulfillment of the Great Commission. Once again, thank you for listening to the PG Godcast. See you next time. And remember, the world's a better place because you are in it. And above all, God is great and he's better than that. 